गुड मॉर्निंग एंड वेलकम टू द न्यू एपिसोड ऑफ द क्लब अनेबल यू बिकम बेटर वी हैव ऑफन सीन वी हैव ऑफन सीन एज आई वाज सेइंग पेरेंट्स येल एट द चिल्ड्रन एंड द रिजल्ट इज अ हॉरिबल वन द पेरेंट्स लूज रिस्पेक्ट फ्रॉम द चिल्ड्रन द चिल्ड्रन इग्नोर द statements of the parents thereby worsening the situation you can't control your child's emotion but yelling at them is no solution as a matter of fact you need to be calm or parent and that you can do is not difficult for example your child screams out that you are stupid and demands that you leave him alone your teenager child responds to your well intended at piece of advice with a very rolling eyes and says whatever your preschooler is having his or her fourth mammoth meltdown on the day over a puzzle piece that doesn't fit and the time you cannot seem to get your children even to brush their teeth when they are told to do so so you lose your cool you blow up at them releasing your pent-up emotions just like they have done so what's the difference between you and them your enraged reaction means that your button your trigger has been pushed what your child has said or done does not comfort you and doesn't comport with your expectation of what your child should say or do you have certain expectations and those expectations I believe you must be words that you swore that you were never going to say to the children and you know that you will get better results if you can keep your emotions in check when the children feel threatened they will not be able to think clearly and neither will you but you as an adult as a parent should know that you have got to stay calm but what if you can't stay calm there's a million dollar question faced by the parents who come to me some people can decide to change their behavior and just do it others want to do it cannot do it perhaps your reaction feel out of your control but they are not as i said you can't control your children's emotion and reaction but you can control yours the most important point is that you should avoid the trigger the button the trigger point and this can stem from a belief planted in your mind many years ago maybe by your parents they instilled in you that what a parent says is a law prefer your belief as a child that you have got to do what you are told or else and that activates the voice in your head about your child how dare he say no to me i would never have dared and that fuels your fury and your threats beliefs in this manner can be linked to what was expected of you when you were a child filtering these words and tones egocentrically you might create self defined tools you can say i'm disappointed but i'm too emotional my opinions don't count i don't matter i'm examined 
these are the beliefs that become buttons that your children use. And they are very sharp at using them. They know what's going to annoy you and they say that. So why do you think the buttons get pushed when you are merely subject to situational stress? It's a situational stress. Loaded agendas, everyday impatience. So the way you are triggered and are able to recover from that trigger shows whether your beliefs are firm and can you redirect your behavior. That's the most important thing. A child can be annoyed because maybe he saw one day you fighting with your spouse. The child felt scared and defensive and developed a belief that everything this fight was about her or him, the child. The child was a bad child. And as an adult, when this child grows up, he is plagued by perfectionism and need to prove to be right. And this deep-rooted belief in your badness is compensated by your drive to control the child that you are having now. You think, well, at that time you failed as a child, now as a parent, and it's a double failure. So this is a problem which is cyclical, generation to generation. Awareness, knowledge of child development, taking responsibility for your emotions and behavior can be enough to change the old habits. Other parents? So the point is what to do, how to get out. Understand the importance of your assumptions. Don't assume things. As a matter of fact, I was quite impressed when I saw this ABC model, how parents react to a negative experience. A is for adversity. Adversity doesn't mean being poor. It can also mean negative experience. So it is a negative event. That's adversity. And C represents the consequence. Now you would be thinking, what is B? B your belief and thoughts about that event, which in turn cause C. So the event, your thoughts leading to the consequence. I call it emotional chain reaction. Nowadays, you know, we are in the buzzword of supply chain. So let's say emotional chain reaction how the assumption that you make about yourself and your children provoke your emotions. And not only emotions but your behavior. These can include ideas, fears, perceptions and judgments. And here's what happens. You hear a child saying, you are stupid. So you have a negative emotional response, you feel put down, powerless, and result. Consequence? You react with angry threats and punishment. How dare you call your father or mother a stupid person? It is intolerable. You must suffer. So in between hearing those words and feeling those emotions, you have made an assumption. He is, the child is disrespectful and rude, must be taught. Or you can think, I must be an idiot to raise such a rude, disrespectful child. 
I have failed. Now these assumptions, different though they are, the fact is the same. They provoke you, kill you, what you think. And if you don't have a button about being called a stupid, which I call you stupid, just ignore it. You won't react. But your reaction results. So, what happens is, it's a, another thing which comes up. I'm told, the parents think, I'm totally innocent. If a child is calling me rude, he's disrespectful today, tomorrow when he grows up, he'll be disrespectful to the boss. What would the people say? So these negative judgments provoke negative emotions and reactions. And then the connection between the parent and the child is snapped, is broken. So first thing you should do, set appropriate expectations about the child's behavior. Don't assume things, but set expectations. And your assumptions stem from expectations you have, spoken or unspoken. They are often the result of your upbringing. If your parents expected gratitude from you and criticize you if you did not see it, you pass on that expectation. Your chiefs, your chief parents wanted you to be grateful for everything you do, so your child should also be grateful. No. As a matter of fact, you have spent an afternoon in the playground, for example, I'll give you an example. You have been playing with your child with a five-year-old and you have had a mice cream. Now you come home and say, okay child, go to bed. And the child says, no, I want to watch a cartoon. Your response of saying, okay, watch for 10 minutes and go, you're so mean. I just let you have ice cream. I thought you would cream. So you expect a return. You yell, punish. But if you had remained calm and said, okay, Let's do like this, okay, I can understand you want to hear a cartoon, have it for 10 minutes, but that's a curfew. The child would not object because his primary wish has been fulfilled. He has asserted his desire and you accepted it. Of course, I don't say that he should be allowed to play the cartoon for the whole night, no way. But then, the moment you think the other way, how dare you say, I never let you do what you want. What did we do just this afternoon? We were enjoying and everything. Now you get to bed. I don't want to hear anything. That's a problem. So you can interpret the words differently. You can see the child is not being respectful, but it's expressing anger at not wanting to go to bed. It's not about the playground. It's not about the ice cream. But if you say, okay, I know it's a bummer, but then the maximum I can permit you is because I don't want you to miss a class and you are a good child and you will suffer. What is important is that you make the child feel that the child is hurt and acknowledged, even though she can't have what she wants. Immaterial, but then you treat the child with respect, and the child will treat you with respect. So what are your expectations for your child? So realistic and appropriate expectations, if you have, you would find you don't have to yield. The problem is that we have much higher expectations. Now suppose your expectations are there, but your message has not been interpreted. The message has to be clear, the communication. Then 
once the button is pushed trigger so okay you didn't do it so then what happens don't start shouting don't start yelling take a pause in the moment when you are triggered often the most important thing is to say nothing instead of reacting to that inner voice which tell you to nip this in the bud that teach the child a lesson right now reject the voice anything you say at this time will be ineffective the best and could damage your relationship with your child so when you button at the pose something physical happens in your body your stomach clenches you make face your palms sweat your throat tightens and if you can identify any of those responses that is a signal stop take deliberate breath take 1 2 3 slowly stop that voice in your head that can involve creating a mantra for yourself do nothing just breathe do nothing again and don't expect to be always able to stop yourself i know it it's an emotional flooding but much of the work is done afterwards when your thinking brain is functioning now there comes the main part Pay attention to what type of behavior triggers you. Is it that your child ignores you? Is it your child talks back with rude language and expresses anger? Make a list of these triggers that come. Avoid them. After you know, just for example, I'm giving you, you yell and try to take away the phone of your teenager. What were you feeling? And did you think how the child would react? Either you should not have given the child the phone, but if you have given it, punishing by taking the phone is no solution. You see, the problem is we parents are never specific. When we yell at a child, we bring bring forth all the things that happened zillions of seconds back. At this time, you also did this. Now you are repeating it. That may have no connection. you have got to be specific don't say i'm angry sometimes you say i'm powerless i'm ignored i'm guilty resentful you are not caring about me no you must say clear things look here this is what is desired and i want you to do it not that you are ordering treat him as a person to person consider this question can you i connect to a belief things like that if you can then think suppose i had said my father had said it to me how would i have reacted how can i see the situation differently said that next thing is challenge your assumption by sticking to the facts learn to see a situation differently from the way you have been brought up to most of the time we always say well if child is being like that what will people say what sort of a parent am i help with the people you have to expect that the key to your actions is your assumption it's a parent who resents a child's display of irritation can look at the child's grumpy face and tell she is having a problem point is we don't think that children have a problem we consider children to be a problem 
I repeat, we don't think ever that the child can have a problem. We think the child is a problem by himself or herself. Have you ever thought when the child is misbehaving, the child may be miserable? The habitual way of the parents is to see assumptions as truth. So don't forget your assumptions are merely the way you see the situation. Ignore them. So how to stop yelling? First, agree that many times you will yell, will blow up your top. You can't control your child's reaction. So your reaction should be a understand your assumptions. Don't indulge in knee-jerk assumptions. Keep your voice cool and calm. As I said, stop panting, breathe only four or five times, set appropriate expectations for the child, and refrain from speaking. Challenging your assumptions by sticking to the facts. Don't indulge in generalities. Be specific. We parents are always in the habit of talking generalities. And then avoid comparisons. So and so of your class fellow got more marks. This cousin of yours is a better well-behaved. Then question your limiting beliefs. The problem is, consider the following questions. And if you can answer them properly, these questions which I am posing, if you have a nagging voice in your head, which is a reminder of your childhood days, that tells you nothing that you have a turn you do turns out to be right. Does that voice allow you to back down and let others make the decision? If you believe that you have always been blamed as a child, does it give you a martyr status? I as a child always obeyed my parents. So what? If you are a person without any ideas when you were a child, does it mean that your child should have no ideas? point is that you always want your child to be your alter ego, to be your enemy. Don't be. Then if you are perfectionist, let me say you are an ideal parent, you are perfectionist. Does that mean that your child should be perfect? Every individual has some eccentricities, some angularities. So you have got to understand this. have to be taken as they are, and children are no different. Rather, they are more sensitive and capable. So, as you re-evaluate your limiting beliefs, you would see your triggers would not disappear, but you would see the power of those triggers to make you shell, shall disappear. Now, another thing, don't try to be perfect. Don't think that every time you must crush yourself. No. But only thing is, instead of yelling, try to be persuasive. The tone of your voice should never be in a higher decibel. If you can do that, you would find that your trigger pusher with the child is, and children are very incapable. They know what's going to trouble you, and they can do it. So, most important, remember, will you allow yourself to be taught? as a parent, I keep on trying to teach your child a thing or two. 
have you ever thought of putting yourself in the feet of the shoes of the children and then thinking? You see, when your button is pushed, when the trigger is there, you are at a crossroad. So you can either punish your child for pushing you or listen to what the pushing has to tell you. So the choice is yours. And I would say, better identify the push. Pause. Reflect. Treat a child as a grown-up, mature person at that time. Again, each situational issue has to be taken as an individual one. Do not pack up things with irrelevant details. And that way would be salvation for you and your child. And you would become a better human being, a better parent. Thank you.